Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland. If you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited you're traveling on this back road with us. Welcome back to episode 30, the one where toxicity matters of the Midwest Farm Wives podcast. And today, Kylie is on vacation. We were going to skip this week, but I decided to ask a friend to chat some of this toxic matter madness with me. So I have Amanda Nig. How are you? I'm good. Good. Thank you for asking me what I appreciate it. Yeah. So her and I had already chatted about like hard relationships and really in general, how women can be hard on one another with, you know, toxic, negative gunk. So we thought we would chat about this. Toxic, negative junk is just an understatement. Women can be vicious. (laughs) I know. know. We're technically not supposed to say bad words on here, even though I could say some bad words about that. (laughs) I could fill in some too. (laughs) So um, I'll give a review real quick and then we'll do a little recap. So our review this week comes from R. Herford and she says, I'm binge listening and all I keep saying to myself is, yep, that's me. And exactly, I know. I'm a farmer and farm wife from Michigan and I can relate to this so much. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening. So we usually recap. How's your guys' crops and weather and everything there? Doing really good. We have been getting a lot of rain, which is definitely needed. Um, Louie was actually, re- yesterday, he was redigging out some drain fields that washed out, um, and they even got stuck. So, I mean, our fields are super muddy. We're getting enough moisture. They look great. Um, so, yeah, we're going into this year strong, which, I mean, definitely needed in our area. So, um, we're super thankful for that aspect yeah. as far as farming goes but yeah how is it in Kansas right yes yes and what state are you in oh I live in South Dakota okay I just wanted them to know that South Dakota's getting rain yeah well the east side I should I should be more specific like the east side of the state is doing good I don't know about the west end <laughs> yeah that's how so the east side of Kansas is getting like we saw in the news like yesterday six inches of rain yeah, here over in western Kansas, nothing. We're bad. We're droughted. So that's so weird. And then you live on the you live on the western end, right? Close to the Colorado border. Yeah. Yep. We're like thirty oh. minutes from Colorado. So we're we, you know, we went and toured crops the other day and it's very disheartening. It's hard, but there's nothing we can do about it. So it's almost like we got to the point where like, why are we even looking? We're just pissing ourselves off. So I can, it's, so, and you guys irrigate out there, don't you? Yeah, we do, but it's very limited water. So what a lot of people don't get is in Kansas, we are metered on our water. We cannot just pump all the water there is. So we have to do water reports. Like you're only allotted so many gallons a, um, a year. And so we have a couple wells that are like, they're getting, you know, we pump off the Ogala. I'm not going to quote myself that the Ogalala, however the heck you say it, aquifer. Ogalala. Yeah. And 
and where we're at in this part of the county is really dry. Like we're running, we're probably not going to be able to irrigate for, I'm going to say six more years and then it's going to be dry. And so it's like limited. It's like, I'm going to call some of it dry land. It's like barely getting a sprinkle, but we do what we can with what we got and that's all we can do. So I hear it. We were, yeah, we were in drought last year and then it got super wet towards harvest time. But I grew up in Western Nebraska. I don't know if you knew that. Um, um, and so they irrigate out there, Saxondale off of Ogallala and everything. Um, and they get metered on how many gallons of water they use to irrigate as well. So I'm very familiar like, with that whole process. Yeah, I think like Colorado and I don't remember the other state we discussed do not meter yet. Like they can just pump however much water they want to pump. And it's like, that would be amazing. But it is what it is. We decided to live here, so we just take what we get. Here, yeah, I hear yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to chat toxic people in our lives, toxic relationships, um, negative people, however you want to word it. Um, Amanda and I have talked about this before. I, in the past two years, had to let go of a really close friendship. Um, she was my best friend and he was actually Bart's best friend all of growing up. And then I met her when we started to date and there was just a lot of, I don't really want to talk about them because I don't, I don't feel that's fair to them, but there was just a lot of backstory to everything with them. And it was starting to impact our marriage. It was starting to impact our kids where they were getting older. They understood the things that were happening. And so we had to make the hard decision to let go of them as friends. And we, I want to say we had the discussion with them of like why we had to do this and it was ugly. And we just recently like started to wave at each other and say hi in public, but it was something that we had to do. Um, Jess Norman, one of my really good friends, when this was happening with me, she told me, Wit, you have to protect your circle and the people inside your circle are you, your husband and your kids. And whatever is going to negatively impact that circle and not bring anything good, not bring anything faithful, um, not bring anything, you know, like positive to your life, you need to keep them outside your circle. And the way she worded that to me, it was like the last two years of being friends with them, it was nothing but bad situations, um, negativity, lots of issues. And it's like, I got to protect my circle. And so if anyone else is out there dealing with something like that, you have to understand that you have to protect your circle. I think Jess was like definitely spot on about protecting your circle. I mean, I totally am guilty of this too. Like, you know, I preach to my boys all the time, like, Hey, if somebody's being mean to you, stand up to them or walk away from the situation. Um, you you can always be kill them with kindness, but you don't have to be close friends with them. Ironic that when it comes to myself, I find myself putting up with relationships or um, friendships where it's not adding value to myself. It's just taking away everything I have and making me worry about it more and just stressing me out where if I just take my, my advice that I give my kids and just walk away, um, which I did recently do, um, to a couple of friendships, um, especially with everything we have going on. It's just, I don't have the time to deal with that or to pick up where they feel like they need to pick me up for me. Like me reassuring that, Hey, we're still friends. I just 
needed to cut that completely out of my life and walk away. I'm a little cutthroat when it comes to that kind of stuff. Now, after having our house burned down, it just kind of puts things in perspective, like very clear. <laughs> well, you I don't guess. have time for, you don't have time for the bullshit. Let's, <laughs> let's be real. Yeah. And I feel like the older, yeah, I, the much. older, like, yeah, the older I get, I feel like I just, you know, like after Rowdy's accident, I just don't have time for that crap in my life anymore. And I agree with what you said. If you're not adding value to my life, and friendship shouldn't be as hard as it is with some people. Like, it's just ridiculous how hard it can be with some people. And if it isn't adding value yeah. and making things, if it should be easy to be friends. Like, why is it so easy to be friends with people? I don't even know on my stinking phone with Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it should just be smooth and easy. I know that there's rocks and like troublesome times, but that's when you just be who you are and be good to one another and you should still be friends there should be no shame, judgment, any of that crap. Like we're not in junior high anymore. We're grown women. I know. That's a crazy thing. Like I actually, me and Louie were talking about this the other day. I didn't even go back. And this is like six years ago, but I didn't even go back to my 10 year class reunion because the fact that I'm like, I don't have time for that drama. Like I don't want to walk into the high school drama all over again, but it's so crazy how it continues when we're in like I know you just had a birthday, but you know, we're in our young thirties and we're still dealing with stuff that we might deal with in high school. Um, jealous people or women talking behind your back. And it's like, okay, when, when will some women get out of that stage and no, who knows when they will. Right. And I think it's all part of, part of like growth. You know, I feel like I outgrew a lot of the things in that friendship that I left and not just her, like him too. Like I outgrew the situation and it's okay to do that. It's okay to change and grow and evolve in different ways. You can't let people shame you or, you know, make you feel bad for not being their friend because of you changing. Like you should be proud and happy of who you're becoming and not let people make you feel anything less than that. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like what you said, like I find I have more value or more um, connections on social media, especially with my Instagram page. I probably didn't really get into Instagram as itself um, until like March, I would have to say is when I really got into it. Um, And I've made way more solid, meaningful connections. I mean, like, for example, you and Kylie, like I adore you you gals. And I have not like it. I live in a small town, you know, kind of up in our area. And it's just like you run into that small town crap. Um, mm. I was going to put a different word there, but I'll go. I'll go good. <laughs> Where it's just like you get some. Yeah, I wasn't that word, but you get something like you know where women are instantly jealous of you if you get something new, or mm-hmm. if you get something instead of being like that is freaking awesome. That's so cool that you were on such and such podcast or TV show. It's like oh my God, look at them. They think they're better than everyone. And that's just sad how some people think that way about people. Um, It's like, well, what happened into like supporting us or like, you know, and I'm not saying all women in my area are definitely like that. I've definitely, there is some amazing gals, you know, five gals I can think of at the top of my head that digged through our house rubble to find my wedding rings with me. You know, like there's, there's amazing people, but it's just like what you were talking about earlier. You know, you outgrow that friendship. Like you're, you're no longer 
like you can't pull from that friendship and you there's nothing to give to them or her like you just are them or him you just have to walk away from that situation right and it's like a two-way street friendship isn't just give 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 and don't ever get you know i understand that we have super a super hard lifestyle to be friends with like we're not always available you can hit us up in the winter and we're always a yes but usually like right now if it rains we'll hang out but for us you know like just the other night it was a tuesday and we did something because just because there wasn't anything going on so then like our other friends you know they work in town and they work till five and it just didn't work to hang out then I'm saying the same thing as you. Like I have like five solid friends, women friends here that like are ride or die. But I I understand that I'm a hard person to be friends with because I'm not always available. And so it's hard. It's hard to deal with that. Like, I'm not going to say I feel shamed, but I feel guilty sometimes that I'm not available. But I also want people to understand like, this is my lifestyle. And if you're being my friend, I want you to understand that. You know what I mean? Like give and get. Yeah, for sure. Well, and too, like you mentioned, you just hit it very quickly, but like your, our lifestyles a lot different from other women that do work that nine to five job, you know, where, you know, we might get, we might be working late at night, moving equipment or, you know, parts running. So it's, it's a totally different lifestyle than normal. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like you said, like, Hey, I might be available Tuesday night. I know that probably won't work for you, but that's like how it works for us. Like it's not a typical Monday through Friday job. It's a, not a set, up, set, not that schedule. Middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a routine job. It's different every freaking day. <laughs> yeah. And I Which feel like, fun. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's hard for me because I just want to cheer everyone on. I want everyone to win. I want everyone to do good. I want them to have the things they want and to be happy. So then when you get like the jealousy factor and the judgment, it's like, gosh, dang it. Why can't you just be happy for me? Why can't you just be happy for us? Like we're, we're busting our butt. We're doing what we can. And I just don't, I hate the judgment and jealousy yeah. factor in life. It just, I don't have time for it. Exactly. It's hard. Uh, well, and that's actually um, what I drew me to you and Kylie. That's how I ended up finding your guys' page on Instagram is like you guys are super motivating, encouraging. And it's like, you know, yes, I have kind of what we're saying, you know, those close friends, but that's really hard to find in women nowadays. Like it seems like there's more and more women that are so jealous or envious of what is happening with a family instead of being, Hey, I'll pat you on the back. I'll be your cheerleader in disguise. Let's do this and go. Like I will cheer you for any endeavor you decide to do. Um, and that is, it's, it's kind of hard to find, especially in, in my area, I would have to say more some than, um, and I'm a transplant up here, you know, so it's right building those solid connections. Um, it wasn't easy. I mean, it, I lived here for nine years and I only have five. <laughs> so it's like, or you know what you know like small communities (laughs) you know when everybody's mama teaches you if you can't say anything don't say anything at all if you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all like I would rather take silence Uh, from someone than judgment or anything nasty you know (laughs) and so when I totally agree yes so when all that was happening when I was releasing that friendship back then there's a quote and I'm I'm gonna butcher it because it was so long ago but it it was something along the lines that God hears and sees things you don't And so I kept having a strong pull to like, it was so hard, but to like 
a breakup is what it was. Like I had to break up with her and, and it was like progressively after like we had stopped talking, like things got worse on their side. And it was like, God did see and hear things that, that I wasn't able to, like, he knew that this is a relationship that needed to end. And so I feel like if anyone out there is dealing, and I know that there's people that have family members like this. Um, if you have people like that in your life, I don't want to say get rid of them because they're your family, but you can also cut ties. Like you don't have to hang out and make the effort to do things together. Like you do what you need to do to keep your circle safe and your circle happy. Exactly. I always say, um, and I use this cause I do, I have a family member like that, um, where I don't talk to him as often. Um, and I always use the phrase, love them from afar. Yep. You know, you don't have to be around them all the time, you know, or super involved with what they have going on. You just love them from afar because you can't really pick your family. Right. Um, but you know, some of my friendships have become it family. Like, I mean, some, some gals I are literally like, I could dump my whole entire drama on them and they'd be like, okay, like, what can I do to help you feel better about this situation? Or, or let's, let's figure this out together. And so, you know, a lot of friendships get to that point of feeling like family. And so that's super hard to come to that point where you do have to be like, okay, you know, we were at a spot where we were supportive of each other. Now we need to just walk away. Right. And you know, there's that same, yeah, there's that saying like God puts people in your life at certain times, but he can also take them out this, you know, like the same time, like people, there's a season for friendship sometimes. Yeah. I haven't heard that one. I like that. Oh yeah. Girl, when I went, when I went through this, it was like the most mentally draining, hardest thing I'd ever done. And I was like, quote queen. I just like sat on Pinterest and would read quotes, like make me feel affirmed (laughs) in what choices I was making because it was hard. It is hard to do something like that. And I still think about her all the time and pray for her. And I hope that she's happy, but it just doesn't work for us to be friends anymore. And it sucks and it's sad, but you know, I had to move on. I had to continue my life and take care of my circle. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What Jess said, I mean, you're, what your kids are seeing, um, at the end of the day is what they're going to learn. And so if you're allowing people to bring you down and dump negativity and make you feel like you're not valued, then, I mean, your kids will sense that and see that. Right. And so I know that you, like with you, with your recent deal, like you just, um, your big deal was like social media. And so your suggestion was like block or unfriend, unfollow, right? Yeah. I'm really cutthroat. Like, I mean, after you lose everything you own, it just like really puts your like mind into perspective, like how much, how little you truly need as in far as is like personal material wise, but also like, I mean, it just, it, it tightens up your circle. Like, are you going to let people continue? Cause I mean, the biggest thing with us and I won't go into huge detail with it is like, I had a couple ladies that I considered close friends make snappy comments at me like oh I wish I would be able to buy new things it's like wait a minute like I just literally lost all my belongings in two hours and you're gonna make a comment at me like that like Mm -hmm. you're definitely not adding value right now into my life and I don't need your drama nor do you have the time to deal with that (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, and so I was a little cutthroat. I was like, hmm, block on every social media. Like, uh, you're out. Yeah. Like, so we dealt with, time for you we dealt with like some oh. drama as well. And like, I just felt if I unfriended people, I'm pretty tough skinned as well, but I just felt like if I unfriended them, it was going to be a big deal. And so there is this little lovely button on Facebook that says unfollow you can unfollow them and not see all their stuff and they don't know that you did that. So that's a huge suggestion. Yeah. yeah that, that I did do that when, um, and I'm not going to talk about politics, but when, you know, when back in the day when they were talking, well, when the pleasant election was going on, so we're talking months, years ago, um, there's a couple of people that were pretty avid Republican and Democrat that would always post on Facebook. It got to the point where I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't need to see all these posts. Like you're not going to change my, so I'm just gonna unfollow you. That's how I'm starting to feel with coronavirus on Facebook. Good gravy. <laughs> yeah, the coronavirus. I mean, it, some people are very opinionate about like how you should be reacting and stuff. Which, speaking of today, is my last day of quarantine. I'm pretty excited about it. I feel like I just won the lottery. Oh, <laughs> 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 mama's gonna party. Oh my, that's funny. So yeah, this was just pretty lighthearted, but kind of deep. It's pretty deep to talk about toxic things because nobody wants to talk about that stuff and nobody for sure wants to lose friends, but sometimes you just outgrow the spaces that you're in. And our quote here for the end is stop shrinking to fit places you've outgrown. And I, I had that plastered on my wall for the longest time, two years probably, because I just lived by that. I want to plaster it on my wall. Yeah. And I have, I have a quote too that I really love. Um, actually I'm going to share it here on my social media, but it says surround yourself with the dreamers and the doers, the believers and the thinkers, but most of all, surround yourself with those who see the greatness within you, even when you don't see it yourself. That's little doctor, yeah. Little Dr. Sue. Gotta love him. That is good. Well, I know we started to ramble a little, but hopefully that makes somebody else out there feel a little less alone in their toxic dealings. You know what's crazy? What is like a lot of people are going through toxic dealings. You would be surprised how many women, um, you know, like you and I got to, when you posted that, like I reached out to you, but like there's a lot of women that have, are dealing with like toxic other women being jealous and even men where it's just like, they don't know what to do and they feel like they're alone in it. So I love this. I love the fact that you decided to do this topic. Like I really think it would help a lot of women. Yeah. And I hope that if, I know we have male listeners too, if a dude listens to this and is having the same issues, like do the same thing yeah. talking about, even though I feel like women are way more catty. <laughs> I, well, it's funny. Me and Louie laugh because like when we get together, um, sometimes with other farm couples, you know, um, especially in a big group setting, um, the women seem to at points, um, not always, but most of the point in time, they'll start talking about other women in the area. And Louie laughs at me because he's like, I always know when that happens because next thing I know, you're standing next to me to hanging out with all the dudes. Yeah. I'm like, exactly. I was like, I'd rather talk farming in, in parts and equipment than sit there and listen to that. Yeah, I'm the same way. Or I just walk away. I'll remove myself. Like if I need to go fake, go to the bathroom, I'll do that because I know that once somebody leaves a conversation like that, you can tell that the interest has left. And so they kind of stop talking about it. Or they talk about you because you left. Yeah. But you know what? In the end, 
uh, for the longest time, I'm like, pray for them. Pray for those people that that just feel like they need to talk about you and have beef with you because that's all you can do. You're not going to control where, where or when they talk about you and you can't, you can't let it beat you up mentally. Exactly. I totally agree with you. And this is sad, but my niece is in junior high and like, I just see junior high was like the suckiest years. I just see that happening with her. And then I feel it happening with me still at 30. And it's like, I can't give her any reassurance that it gets better. And that hurts. I know. That hurts so my heart. I, I just keep teaching her. I like, I told her you need to have tough skin. You're going to have to learn that like not everyone, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Um, you need to kill them with kindness because that bothers people more than you being hurt. Exactly. Well, I, we had a nanny for June so I could finish a couple things. Um, and she was just kind of, you know, very pretty girl. She won junior snow queen for South Dakota. I mean, she's a pageant. She did all that, but she has the hardest time with friendships in school. And I'm like, honey, I'm like, they're just more than likely they're jealous of you or they're intimidated by you. And so what they do is they just make you feel like shit because they want what you're doing, or maybe they want to be doing what you're doing. And and yeah, she was just venting to me. And I'm like, I just looked at her. And I'm like, you're going to have to get tough skin and my boys will help you with that <laughs> because they're wild and crazy. But at the end of the day, it's never going to go away. Like I'm, yeah, I'm tough 33. Skin, stay in your own lane. Be grateful for what you have. It's hard. I want to meet you and Kylie though. We need to set up a, like a rendezvous. I would love to meet girls in person. I know. I just have to say we need a giant farm wife weekend. <laughs> We do. Like, I just want to like, go to the secluded mountains where there's nobody and just stay in a giant cabin. Oh, I have a lot of people that I know that live in Vail, mm-hmm. um, Colorado, that I could totally hook us up with a jumbo-sized cabin that sleeps like 30 people. Okay, hook it up. <laughs> I, could, I could make it happen because, like, um, so I went to the University of Wyoming, Laramie, and we used to go like ski trips out to Vail, Breckenridge, Keystone. Um, and, you know, I had a lot of very well off friends <laughs> in college that had connections where we got cabins like to rent it out. I think it was like only $300 a day. And that was like a whole entire cabin to yourself, you know, including the hot tub. So that Fun. we could make this happen. We totally could. That would be fun. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you for asking Kylie for the week. <laughs> I know. She looks like she's having fun. Her picture was pretty. Yeah. And see like that, I'm happy for her. I'm happy she's on vacation and loving on her family. And I hope she has the best time ever. I agree. I agree. Everybody needs to cut, cut, cut away from the farm every once in a while. And I, I think that's awesome that they're able to do it in the summer. So yes, we are not, but that's, I'm not jealous of her. I'm happy for her. There you go. There you go, girl. All right. We'll go deal with with your nieces and nephews. I know I have a house full. They're all having fun and really want to get on the four wheeler, but had to wait till I was done. All right. thanks, Thanks for listening, everybody. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like, please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think. You can also find us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at the grateful farmwife. 
Be sure to follow or subscribe to the Midwest Farm Wives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. We'll see you next time. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in every day. Stay grateful, friends.